Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 386, recorded on August 4th, 2022. On tonight's episode, we talk about a butt-ton of Pokemon Presents info and a schwack load of Nintendo numbers. Jesse, you know what to do. Hello, everybody. This is the Nintendo Dads with myself, Tim, and Jesse. How are you doing, Jesse? Pretty good. It's uh, yeah, we were expecting Marty, but then the, uh, an impromptu vacation apparently happened. And you got to take those. You just got to take those. Yep. <laughs> so awesome. So how's your I mean, day been going? Pretty good. And I was going to say we know how much Justin likes talking numbers, but doesn't like talking Pokemon. So it was uh, a win lose, no matter. No matter which way he looks at it. Yeah, it would have been <laughs> conflicting uh, uh, things going on there for him if he was on this episode. He would have probably just been here for, you know, uh, the f- we, he would have moved up the numbers and then been like, I got to go now. Pokemon stuff. See you later. <laughs> no, of course, we had the Pokemon stuff on the top of the news. So. <laughs> yes. We would have had him stick, stick around. Maybe he could have got a nap in or something. Yeah, someone in the chat's already asking, are Mario Kart 8 tracks live? I believe they are. Yes, everybody in every- in Twitch is on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe right now. <laughs> if you're here, you probably see everybody else playing it. But we're not. We're here to I, talk about the news. Yeah, I don't even I don't even own the game. <laughs> I, I, I am one of the 50% of people switch owners who do not own it. <laughs> and I am one of them who hasn't downloaded it yet. So, but who knows? I'm sure at some point this weekend I'll try them out. But that's. <laughs> he that's goes, how dips out go. the download them then, JK. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go on over to the news. So, get on to that stuff. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, but the news part is brought to you by our Patreons over at patreon.com slash Nintendo Dads. Huge thanks to all our Patreons who follow us and subscribe to us. We greatly appreciate it when you guys give us your hard-earned money, you know, any amount thrown our way to keep the lights on and to do the things we do here, such as some of the contests we do or even some of the equipment we buy or some of the games we buy that people don't send us because not everybody sends us code. Nintendo doesn't always send us a code. So it helps to when we can go and pick one up or two or three or whoever we need to buy. So again, thank you, Patreons for following and subscribing to us. And um, thank you for supporting us. And thank you for supporting the news. (laughs) Speaking of news, we're going to talk about Pokemon presents that was dropped on us August 3rd couple days ago and uh before i jump into the overall thing jesse what stood out to you the most out of this one did you get to you get to watch it well of course you did you took the notes so <laughs> yeah though so it, it took me two hours to write to write notes on a 20 minute presentation uh well see you see how much work goes in here guys <laughs> nothing really stood out as exciting to me it was a few things i'm like i wish you didn't talk about that or 
but we'll, we'll get we'll get into those details later. But uh, yeah. but uh, I, I I think like the the one thing that kind of made the show was Fido. Okay. <laughs> yep. Like as, as soon as they showed that the the puppy, like Twitter just went aw. Yep. And of course, it was named was. It wasn't quite Fido though, was it? it was Fido? It, it, it's pronounced oh, it Fido. Fido. That's right. It's, it's just, just spelled differently. D o u g h. It's dough. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. So yeah, there was a lot of information thrown out there, and of course, in most Pokemon presents, they talk about some of their mobile stuff, which they did. Oh, oh and one of my predictions. Not you know, not official show predictions from January, but I think it was just a side comment I made last week or two weeks ago. Confirmed, okay. and we'll get to that too. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. So, beginning at the top of the show, uh, the the Pokemon presents they had they talked about the Pokemon World Championships, which will be held August eighteenth through the twenty first in London. Jesse, are you one of the lucky few that get to go to that? I am not, but I know someone <laughs> who is. Oh, nice. Roger's so, going. I, of course. Oh, all right. Then I guess I know somebody who's going. <laughs> now, which is why he couldn't be on the show tonight, actually, because we tried to get him on here to talk some more Pokemon stuff. But uh, this is why we ha- want to get him on the show because he's going there. So maybe we'll have to see if we can get him there. Um, get him here after he comes back so we can talk about po- more Pokemon stuff and his experience there. But they talked about what was going on there at the show, their their trading card game, their sword and shield game, Pokemon tournament, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Unite. And they showed off the new trophy, which is a Pikachu holding a smaller trophy, which I thought was was pretty cool. A little meta there. (laughs) Right. Fourth wall. (laughs) So uh, they also talked about Pokemon Go, which they have a Pokemon Go Fest uh, 2022 final event, which will be held on August 27th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time. Hopefully, Robo Jesse won't be jealous of me talking about this stuff. You know, Pokemon Go stuff. Okay. Completing the special research for trainers with an event ticket will earn a shaman. Uh, I, like I've done with uh, earlier uh, Pokemon Go Fest, I do plan on streaming this if I can. It how much I stream depends on how much I can do at home versus if I have to go out, like if I have to spin stops, if I have to hunt down uh, rocket grunts, etc. Right. I, I can't do that at home. <laughs> of course. That'd be kind of hard. Uh, let's see. Daily Adventure Incense has been added to the game, which I thought this was interesting too. Um, gives trainers who are walking 15 minutes per day a chance to encounter Pokemon that may not normally spawn, including legendaries. Uh, interesting that they're doing it again, obviously, because I know they've done this before, right? But for 15 minutes, did they do it that long before? Yeah. Well, they still have the regular incense, which right. is 30 minutes. Sometimes it's up to an hour. Sometimes it's up to three hours if it's during a community day. And and that that used to be walking only, and then they changed it so you can do it without moving. Um, I think it's but a small penalty. For, I think it's – yeah, so with the daily – the daily is incense is a different incense than the other. Right. Where it can only be triggered once a day, and it's for 15 minutes. And at, at the end of the 15 minutes, you get a status screen saying how many Pokemon you caught, you are shown which ones, and then 
the distance it's, and it's walk. normally hard ones you too right and that's the whole purpose of it is to be able yeah. to catch the ones that you don't normally get in that yeah, area I, you're in I, and something like I, that. I, I haven't seen any legendaries yet every time when I've tried them. I have, I've only had a chance to go like two or three times just because it's okay. been hot as hell here. And I'm not, uh, I don't want to walk. <laughs> Even if it's only 15 minutes, I don't want to walk. Right. But uh, people have reported seeing like uh, uh, the Galarian Zapdos Moltres Articuno in that rotation. Okay. Which hasn't been available in the game yet. This this is their their introduction to the game through this adventure incense. Gotcha. Well, that's that's pretty cool. I like I like that they're doing that at least to give people a chance to try to catch things that they normally can't catch. So, uh, more news in the Pokemon Unite area. Uh, this was a first their first year anniversary event that they talked about a new quick battle. Uh, pick a party started Wednesday evening and goes through September 1st. All players and wild Pokemon are Pikachu, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, Buzzwall. Buzzwall. Buzzwall is now a playable Pokemon. Because he's he's swole. He's a big gotcha. muscular guy. Buzz Additional swole. events will take place in September. It's, it's like a big muscular mosquito. <laughs> I don't want to get bit or stung by one of those things. No, you don't. <laughs> licenses and hollowware for Pikachu uh blast blast toys. Yep. Uh Lucario, Snorlax, and Sylveon will be gifted to players <laughs> during this event. You don't you say can tell I don't I don't I don't play these often enough to uh say them enough. <laughs> so uh, Pokemon Masters EX ha- celebrated a third year anniversary and they're doing an event for that and they'll have a trainer lodge coming later this month and more details will be coming about that if you're interested whatever in that. that means yes a, a, a place where game's... you can spend money essentially probably, probably. <laughs> yeah I'm surprised that game's three years old already I remember trying that out when it launched and I'm like yeah not for me it I, seemed interesting did, to be able to I use did play it longer characters. than I played Unite Unite was like an hour and I'm like, okay, I'm out. That's still probably, impressive. That probably not even that. that. Unite, I really like, I just don't spend enough time to play in it enough because I really liked it because it reminded me of a sports game. I know it's more of what an MMO, but uh, um, it's kind of gave me sports game vibes too. So I had, I had fun with it when I was playing with it, especially with the Nintendo pals when I joined them with it too. So it was fun. Uh, Pokemon Cafe Remix, uh, Mewtwo Returns, and Victini and Latias are new to the game. Latias. So, Latias. All right. And then on to the main event of the show. And that, uh, yeah, the main event is Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet news. Uh, the game will be in the Paldea region. Yeah, I think Paldea. 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 Yeah. I don't remember how uh, they pronounced it. <laughs> right. Uh, legendary I, Pokemon Coriodon and Mariodon are rideable mounts with wings for gliding and will also allow for water travel. And it looks like they climb, too. Yeah, I, I saw that climbing a little bit. So basically, all of the mount Pokemon from uh, Arceus is just bundled into these legendaries. Yes. Which, yes. Which probably tells me that 
what they probably won't be able to do everything at once. They'll probably slow roll the abilities as if he got the new mount in Arceus. Yes. But uh, this is what I said I got right, because I think last week or two weeks ago, I said, these things are going to be mounts. <laughs> there you go. And yeah, I was right. <laughs> in addition to the normal gym battle arc, there are two additional story arcs in the game to discover. This particular thing is what intrigued me about the game and brought my level of wanting to play this up. Well, I, I don't know what they mean additional by story arcs. Because like even in the original game, like Gen One, you had the gym, the gym battle arc, and plus there was Team Rocket stuff mingled in. Do right. they count that like a story? Or I took this... it as three different arcs that you could go on. You don't have to do the gym battles. You can go on a different story arc. Is or, what I got out of it. Or is a story arc similar to what Sword and Shield did as DLC? Which I didn't That's, do because I didn't maybe. play. So, yeah, I don't know what that means, but there are many possibilities. Yes. And I, and the, the other interesting thing is, is I wonder if the arcs touch on each other, you know, if, if they connect to each other at all. I hope so, because I, I, those are the type of stories I like. Yeah, which is same like, here. Like, uh, which apparently Live Alive does well and Octopath Traveler did not. <laughs> yeah, that was that just pointed me to with Octo Traveler, Octopath Traveler. So uh there's some new Pokemon, or sorry, did I read that one? Yeah, so new Pokemon. Um Pelad Peladin Paldean forms of existing Pokemon will appear, including Wooper, a poison ground type that can have the water absorbability. That's just that's nuts because ground is weak to water but if it has the water absorbability does that mean if it gets attacked with water it'll actually gain health i don't know what that means but i want that Ro- when, when roger heard <laughs> this he 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 flipped you know the way that he flipped i bet he did <laughs> this one and this uh this intrigues me too i like unique pokemon so if i do get this game which i'm leaning towards getting probably violet um I'll probably try to see if I can get one of those. The other one, uh, which we which we talked about briefly, was Fido. It's a fairy type, and again, Fido is a dog, and it's spelled F I D O U G H. Fido. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Roger made a joke saying that he hopes that the evolution is something like Barklava. <laughs> we'll see. Or no, maybe it wasn't we'll Roger. See. Maybe it was Loxton. I think it was Loxton that said made okay. that joke. But that still, would be funny. we'll see. Kind of, he yeah. kind of made the comparison to Theo, though. Okay. And then the other one is, and I'm guessing probably not the only one. They just three that we have here is Sitian, Sitan, Sititan. Thank you, Ice type. So that one I don't remember sticking out too much to me in that one. Yeah. So a lot of people are a little upset about ice type only because they're pretty, for someone who's supposed to be a tank, ice only is not a good tank because there's so many things weak against it okay. or strong against it. But well, aren't like there other things that could be added to it to make it not only an ice type? Uh, well, like oh, well, and. 
We'll get to that in a bit, but an example of other than that, if it was, say, ice water, that gives it more resistances versus just ice. Because, you know, ice only is weak to fire, but ice water, which is strong against fire, cancels out the weakness and it just turns it into a normal attack. Nice. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see some of these new things that are going on. Uh, the other interesting thing that I liked about it is the co-op play with uh, with up to three other trainers. Um, I thought that was really cool. It kind of gave me a little bit of a Monster Hunter vibe there in a way, but Pokemon style. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of reminded me a bit of the raid battles that Sword and Shield has, but this is not limited to the raids. This is... yeah. This the the game can the be played game. with four players, right? Which is really cool. So I wonder how little poss- like how, how status gets saved. Is only the host gets the status, or do they all get statuses? That was what that, something I was that's wondering too. Kind of the big unknown with that when it comes to that. I've that seen it and both when ways. you when you're doing the raid and it says you can get the um, you can catch the Pokemon after that. It's like, okay, who gets it? The host or everybody gets a chance to catch it? Sword and Shield, everyone got a chance at, okay. at it. They okay. all had their own independent uh, encounters. And maybe, that, maybe, it handles, go. maybe it handles it that way, too. Just like, kind of I, like Monster Hunter does, I, too. Or... Yeah, I, I would think so. At least when it comes to the, the terror raid battles that, uh, well... I, I hopscotched an important bullet, so let's get back to that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll get over there. Uh, so, but in regards to the three other trainers, local play is going to be interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna find out if this is going to be a family thing or not. Like, if my kids and maybe even my wife will be interested in trying this out, and the four of us play Pokemon together. So that that'll be key right there because we haven't had a game like that in a long time for us to play together like that so other than animal crossing but (laughs) you can't go and hunt other animals on animal crossing island (laughs) not yet at least that's That's a different type of game (laughs) that's that's the crossover with doom there we go yes uh the next thing that was brought up, the terrestrial phenomenon, Pokemon can terrestrialize, which gives them a gem-like look, can change their appearance and power up their moves. Do this Some po- like, oh no, not another gimmick. Not, I know, I know there has to be a gimmick every generation. I can't wait to see I, what the toy thing is going to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, oh yeah, that's the that's the main reason why they're doing this type of gimmick is for the merchandising. Right. Uh, some it Pokemon, looks pretty, but <laughs> it does look pretty cool. Some like, Pokemon I, I can change. Like I wasn't a fan of Gigantamaxing. I wasn't a fan of Z moves. It's those gimmicks. I don't like that aspect of the Pokemon. So yeah, I don't really get into it either. Although, what was the gimmick in Arceus? What was that again? Was uh, um, was there one? I don't know. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. Maybe there was. I, I think so. <laughs> I don't think there was a gimmick. I could have swore there was something. Uh, uh, oh, the alphas? You're thinking of that? But that's not really no the same type of gimmick. No. Yeah. I don't, uh, no worry. I won't worry about it. I don't think there was a gimmick in the same way. Yeah, not in the same manner, for sure. Um, maybe it was just story gimmick or something like that with time travel type stuff or whatever. <laughs> 
Anyways, um, some Pokemon can change type in this form. Pikachu gains flying type, which I thought that was interesting too. And that could, that's what I was trying to think of was that maybe that will cause the ice type to change. Yeah. And, and that's probably, that's probably why a good reason why a lot of the newer Pokemon only have monotypes is they can then add a type with the terrestrial form. Yeah. And they're, they're native, Natural type do not have to match their t- their their ter- terrestrial for- type, right? And they they showed an example of three different EVs. One had a normal yes. was was the normal type. One is a grass type. One was a water type. That's right. And you know what type it is based on this stupid headdress that they're wearing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The, that is the, a, yes. taller than their head. They're the crystallized. <laughs> <laughs> they look like crystals, which could be a, a another selling like a, a more uh, expensive thing to sell the Pokemon fans is get uh was that Swarovski crystals uh the real the I'm not the really expensive uh crystal store that you see in the mall that has the swan on the oh I don't go to the mall much anymore <laughs> yeah. They do expensive that's, crystals. That's a, I, I wouldn't. That's 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 a place for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Pokemon have a Terra type separate from their normal type that determines the new type when the effect is in place, which I think you mentioned in this EV thing too as well. Uh, Terra raid battles seems similar to Gigantamax raid battles from the Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, only with terrestrial Pokemon. Terrestrial. Uh, no. There's no R in there. Terrestal. Terrestal. <laughs> uh, November 18th is the date. Pre-orders available now. A Pikachu with Terra-type flying is available to those who purchase the game early. I didn't see when the deadline was, but those, they're normally like three or six months. And yep. If you eShop it, you'll probably just get a code sent to you and put that in the game to to get if, it. That's... if all four of my family members are going to be playing this, I'll probably just get two, two packs. <laughs> there you go. Get that. It. I've done that before. I, I've, you know, like Jen, I think Gen six X and X, X and Y. I think I bought four copies, you know, one for me and one for each of the kids. We actually did that with Sword and Moon because I thought we were all going to be playing that one. It's Sun and Moon? And, uh, not Sun and Moon. Um, Sword, and Shield. Sword and Shield. Sorry. Sword and Shield. We did that with that. And all four of us had a copy. And then two of us didn't play it at all. And I and I only played it because I was helping out Sophie. So <laughs> she was playing it the most. Um, so we, I got, I sold back, you know, traded in, uh, one of each. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we'll see in this one. Uh, I'm looking at the chat here. Uh, did you see anything in the chat? The gimmick to Legends Arceus is that the game is open world, Tim. Mecha Dragon says <laughs> that was the well, gimmick. I'd say that's only half right. There was the areas were still zoned off, but within the zone, it was fully open. Yes. And this seems it to was be their way to work on that. Yeah, this seems to be fully open. Especially with climbing. Yes. 
I and, like uh, Evie staying normal, but getting the elemental power ups is what Ms. Ms. Ike says. Yeah, so it's not like where normally if you evolve an Eevee, now you're stuck with that element type. So here, this Eevee will go back to normal when it's done. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, did this help you on your hype level for this game at all? This this video, uh, this uh, presentation? I think it did. I think I'm looking, I, I am looking forward to this one. If if this is, if they do take the parts from Arceus that I like, this, this has a chance of being the best mainline game of which you know again i've only ever finished three generations so i don't have a high <laughs> bar but uh i think of see four i i've well i didn't finish to gen 2 but i did i did i, did, I got to red but never couldn't beat them but uh, I still i i I beat the main game and then got to the bonus content. So I think I, I beat Gen 1, 2, 4, 6, or 7. I don't remember which ones. Were. I'm impressed so, you remember all of those. <laughs> it was sun, I beat Sun and Moon. I did not beat X and Y. So whatever generations those were. Gotcha. So I, I'm really looking. I'm really looking forward to what they did with this game because of Arceus was really high up on my list. In fact, I think I, it is in, it is going to be in my talks for game of the year for me in my list. It's on there oh, right now. That is my list. <laughs> Just that. Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, I got, well, okay. I, I, there is two games on the list. Yeah. I, so, I need, I need to find more games that I like this back half of the year because the front half didn't, wasn't really great for me. <laughs> I think I have four or five on my list so far, but I had, I played more and finished more, but uh, I'm specifically looking at, you know, s- Nintendo switch games too. Got so, uh, cause I had to take off like inscription off that list. Right. Otherwise, that, <laughs> otherwise I, that would be game deer. Yeah. Live and live. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play live alive at all since last week. So I hope to be able to get back into that and finish that. That is a, contender definitely a contender to be on the list if i gotcha. can finish it oh wait no i did keep it on the list it was games that i that didn't come out this year that i took off the list uh, like breath of the wild i didn't put it on there but i actually had breath of the wild as my game of the year in 2017 even though i didn't beat it <laughs> so well still if you had the most fun with it that counts yep yep so um but yeah, so far, three games I have so far is Inscription, Stray, and Pokemon Legends Arceus on my list of game of the, for game of the year. Yeah. Small, in, small list. Yeah. I didn't include Inscription because I was only counting Nintendo games, but, uh, and I, again, I haven't gotten back to Stray since that hour I played. Well, I guess, uh, I did beat Farloan Sales this year, but that's not the game that came out this year. I didn't play Changing Tides yet, but the only game that came out this year that's on from Nintendo on my list is Arceus. Mm-hmm. So, wow. I didn't <laughs> I wonder what that means. I mean, I played a bunch. Of, I played a bunch of older games, though. So, I mean, means Kirby didn't hit you like it didn't hit me. Kirby didn't hit me. And I can't say it. Uh, it didn't. It's just I was playing it, and just it wasn't 
it wasn't uh kind of like live alive it was like it wasn't sticking with me you know yeah so but we'll talk about that later all right <laughs> uh back to this all right cool well now that was pokemon presents so a lot lots of information there more information that they gave to us uh does that mean we'll get a Nintendo Direct at all? I mean, they did a Pokemon Presents, what, back in May, and we still didn't get any Nintendo one. I, I think pe- people are hoping for hoping for a September one now. Right. They don't normally do one in August, but September is True. Some common. late September, early October, maybe, or something like that, just to talk about their holiday. We'll for sure get probably an indie showcase. We usually get another one of those. So, all right. Well, let's move on to the latest numbers that we got, actually. And Jesse, thanks for throwing that together after work today. (laughs) So I started seeing some news items about it. And I was like, wow, did they just drop some information on their financials today? And sure enough, they did. They did. So uh, we'll go over that information real quick. Uh, The hardware, um, Nintendo Switch sells 3.5. 43 million units between April 1st and June 30th worldwide for a total of 111 um, million units sold. Yeah, that that MM notation is like old GE notation that I picked up when I used to work for GE and I just you know, stuck with me. So yeah, that that's, that means million. Okay. Yep. <laughs> 111.8 million point... Uh, yeah, point zero uh, eight million. Excuse me, uh, units there sold. And systems that have sold more is Game Boy at one hundred eighteen million, close to one hundred nineteen million there. Um, and we're guessing that we'll probably pass that after, after, because of the forecasted sales that they were talking about. And we'll talk about that in a minute as well. The forecasted sales. And then there's Nintendo DS, which with one hundred fifty four million. Do you think they'll get that? The switch, um, it, I know we always talk about this, but I mean, yeah, it's well, yeah, the the passing maybe DS, in a couple of years, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, passing DS that'll that'll definitely happen by the end of this fiscal year. Uh, this is only quarter one, so we still have three quarters to go. Okay, catching up the DS though is probably depends on are we going to see a successor in twenty four or not. Okay. If if we do, I don't know if we'll make it. If if they don't do it until twenty five, then and sales are still strong, then yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, especially uh I think I think if they do a boost similar to what they do with some of the other systems with uh I mean we've seen it with themes and all that, but I think if they do like something nostalgic, like we've called for before with colors like uh this the the clear colors like purple like they did for the game boys or or joy con that looks like famicom controllers or something you know just something that got, goes along those lines or if they start Super doing Nintendo some nostalgia ones then of gonna, course then you'll have uh, uh the eu and japan colors versus the north american colors <laughs> right and then Per schneider will have to have both yes you got to have them all <laughs> it's like pokemon He's got to catch them all. So, um, yep. So I think, I think it's possible to, uh, like you, I agree with what you said there. Uh, definitely. If they just keep on that trajectory, 
which um, oh, they actually talked of, about. Speaking of Joy-Con, I got my Joy-Con repaired and it came back. I haven't had a chance to use it yet, but it, I got it back. Nice. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of the uh, the units sold there, Nintendo Switch sales were talked about slumping because of the chip shortage. And this was in a Reuters report uh, by Sam Nussi. Uh Nintendo sees the second year of Switch sales decline, uh, sees procurement improvement from late summer towards autumn. So meaning they're, they're hoping to get more chips towards the autumn there. Yeah. Uh, into the yeah. holidays. Yeah, the, the reduction in sales is not a reduction in demand like you'd normally think for a system in year six. Right. But they still have a hard time putting stock on shelves. Right. In fact, my, my crazy daughter just, for a system in year six. My daughter just bought a uh, Switch OLED because she wanted to upgrade from her year one Switch. So, uh they also gained, I guess, money, uh, gained some money from a weaker yen. But uh, what I wanted to talk about was investors gauge the gaming market after the pandemic reopening. Talking about the party is certainly now over, according to gaming analysts. So basically, everybody who mean? wanted to, it's basically everybody who wanted gaming systems because of the pandemic and being in, locked in the house are now wanting out of the house and no longer wanting to play on these systems or no longer wanting one. Uh, so that's why we're going to see a drop in sales is what they're saying. So how big of a drop though? So, yeah, and then well, they also, is that, are they still talking about hardware or are they also including hardware. software? Because Hard. someone who owns a switch, but no longer wants to play it anymore won't be buying software either software too yeah no so. this was actually talking about the hardware and uh yeah specifically yeah but and yeah again it's it's hard it's hard to judge lowering demand when you have a lowering of supply right so it is very hard you can't really judge both at the same time right so it's very hard, hard to, tell to what, do that it's hard to tell what that how well, they're trying to is. because basically because yeah there's a chip shortage but they're also saying people are going outside now you know they're not going to want to buy this stuff um so but nintendo still you? maintaining nintendo still maintaining that they're going to sell 21 million units though so which so, is yeah, interesting hopefully that means they have something up their sleeves they haven't announced yet or or they just you think know. the driving factor is Splatoon 3 coming out because of how popular it is in Japan and somewhat popular in the other regions. Yeah, and, like Splatoon, I don't think is much of a system seller here, but it is in Japan. But of course, right. those people probably already have a Switch because they've had Splatoon 2 for five years. But if they're fan, if Splatoon 3 is big over there, that they're probably going to be the ones eating up that special was, edition Splatoon a, 3. There was a Splatoon special edition Switch yeah. announced, right? Yes. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, and yeah, I was surprised too that during the present they didn't say anything about a uh, a Pokemon, a new Pokemon Light, uh, Switch Light. You know. Right. With, that's based on Scarlet and Violet. Maybe that's still coming. September. So it could be, especially for the holidays. 
Yeah, because that'd be because you know the, the game comes out the Friday before Black Friday, right? So that's that's all hol- that's holiday sales peak, you know, start. Very true. So that would be so it would make sense for them for that to happen. And that would make sense to happen during the Nintendo one because I think that's when they announced the other one, right? The others, the others, uh, yeah. Switch lights because were Pokemon, Nintendo's because this was a Pokemon Company presentation. Early, gotcha. So they don't do anything. They're not with the hardware. So there's still potential there. All right. Uh, also mentioned because of the discussion uh, with the president, uh, there, there's no new Nintendo hardware during this fiscal year is what they said. But we've heard and, that before. <laughs> and I hate that that's a news article because. Right. Duh. Right. If, if, you're still ex- if you're still expecting something new at this time, Especially a successor, while there's still a rollout of Mar- of Mario Kart Eight DLC, you really yeah. think they're going to combine the two? I don't. <laughs> and then, and then they were just talking about the chip shortages too. So yeah, well that's that's it for the hardware side of things. Uh, we and we always talk about this every time. Is like, okay, where are they going? Are they going to make their numbers and all that kind of stuff? Nintendo still maintains that they're going to do 21 million units. And yeah, I believe, yeah, I, I believe I, they I did got read that they right. did not alter their forecast. Yep. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. And I always enjoy watching what Nintendo does to, to make sure they get their numbers. So, and if they're not, they'll update us at the next financial thing to say that we'll they're to make an adjustment. We'll, adjustment. We'll, we'll find out in three months. Yes. Beginning of November. Right. Uh, all right. On to the software. So we have top 10 games as of March yeah. 31st. There, there was absolutely no movement in the top 10 games. <laughs> no movement. So the same as Mario Kart 8, Animal Crossing, Smash Bros, Breath of the Wild, Sword and Shield, Odyssey, Super Mario Party, Diamond and Pearl, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, and Ring Fit. And But the thing that's surprising me, though, is... Uh, Diamond and Pearl and the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee sold 140,000 units and 130,000 units for in their eighth and ninth slot. Ring Fit Adventure sold over a million in the 10th place slot. If so, they're, they're, they're selling more 10 units of Ring Fit for every one unit of Pokemon here. So, if that trend still continues, the next quarter we can see Ring Fit up to eight. That's crazy. Yeah, who would have thought that? That's like, and so there's like fourteen point five million Ring Fit units out there. So there's plenty of room. There's still what 111 switches out there. So. <laughs> Although I have to figure out what number of that is actually the uh, dockable switch. So since you have right. to use Joy-Cons with it. But so, still, you but, compare you compare Joy-Cons to a light. It's just uh, yeah. hard well, to I mean, see if the you screen go, that's small. If you go 80-20, <laughs> go 80-20, you know, just say we'll say there's, what, 80, 80 million switches out there that could, that could easily run ring fit. Yeah. And, you know, they, you got plenty they, they of did, room. 
they did show a graph that gave an approximate percentage of how many of those switches are okay. lights and how many aren't, but I don't remember what it was. But definitely light is the smallest of the three tiers. Right. Which is kind of surprising because this is the cheapest one. You'd think it would that would give it a boost, but the it's the, the main tier switch is their biggest selling. Yeah. Well it's the switch Again, is the switch. Yeah, it, <laughs> Everybody it, wants it, that. Yeah, and it, and it's supply, not demand. So true. Pe- people will buy whatever they can find. Yep. But I think though, too, again, going back to nostalgia, if they have more versions of it available when they start having that availability to do, say, light versions of the colors that people remember back on Game Boys or sixty fours, you know, and stuff like that. Though, though, I'm I'm betting those will get snatched up pretty quickly, <laughs> almost as much as DSs were. We need a new Blurple. 3DS. It looks like one color, but they say it's really something else. <laughs> yes, uh, it would have to be the opposite of Blurple. It'd be Peru. Bread. <laughs> Bread. Gred. <laughs> Gred. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. So 37 first party games are million sellers report didn't show updated sales for all games. Only those that sold more than a million units. So Which this quarter literally was four games. It's just the, the other games from 11 to 37 is just carryover from last time. Yeah. So what moved, <laughs> I'll just name the four that moved Arceus moved up from number 17 to number 13. Um, uh, then Nintendo Switch Sports is new to the list at number 20. Kirby and the Forgotten Land moved up from 26 to 21. And it's now the second best-selling Kirby game already. Uh, so number one is still Kirby's Dreamland at 5.13 million. They probably so, have a chance to catch that. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then number three, right on the other side of it, is Kirby Star Allies for the Switch at 13. 3.42 million. So definitely, I think it has that potential of being number one and well-deserved uh, even because I may not have played it and beat it. I mean, I did play it, but I may not have beat it, but I've watched others play it. And when they've gotten farther into it, it is very, very tempting for me to continue playing that game because of what I've seen in the later on in the, in the game. So maybe one day we'll see. Um, and then the number four one is Mario Strikers Battle League, which is new to the list at number 31. And one I have to sh- I have to throw out there too is Metroid Dread is still at number 27, people. If you didn't buy it, there's come on, there's 111 million switches out there. All of you need to have a Metroid Dread. <laughs> <laughs> Get to buying. Let's go. If you know somebody who doesn't have a Metroid Dread game, buy it for them. Don't give them yours. Go buy them a copy. I want to see those numbers up there. Anyways. <laughs> that was that how you really is, feel. Yes. Uh, digital sales note, digital sales increased by 16% year over year and accounted for 53% of the total software sales. So, I think the only time we saw that over 50% in the past was like peak pandemic in 2020. Yeah. And yep. most, most of that is probably Animal Crossing. <laughs> Yes, because yes. you know, because 
last quarter was like 46%. So it went up. It's, it's the fact that it's up to 53. I think. I think Sony put out similar numbers earlier this week that their digital sales is almost 70%. That makes sense. And that's interesting too, considering that, uh, of course they also have a console that is digital only. True. Very true. I probably account for 3% of that number there. <laughs> that 53%. <laughs> I buy a lot. Uh, I buy a lot online cause it's just easy. And, uh, and even double dip in some cases, depending on what it is, like physical versions of the family can play it, but then I keep, then I buy the digital one. Cause I don't want to keep trying to get my turn with the, like with the copy. <laughs> right. Yes. Actually, that's one I haven't bought. I didn't buy physical of that one. I never got around to doing that one, but that um, is an example. Yes. For the audio people, I showed up my copy of Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Yes. For an example of mine would be Metroid Dread. I bought the special edition one. It's on my shelf back there and the digital version. So I could play it that, you know, at midnight. <laughs> so um, upcoming games, which a couple of them on the list we already knew about, which we talked about briefly, Live Alive and Xenoblade Chronicles. But after that, Splatoon 3 is upcoming, of course, September 9th. Kirby's Dream Buffet, they have still down for summer 2022. Uh, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, October 20th. And that's a first party publishing in Japan by Ubisoft in North America and Europe. So, so in other words, Japan, don't expect that to show a million units, even though, because <laughs> if it sells a million units, Nintendo will only say it sold 200,000. Because yeah. they'll only report on their own numbers. Right. Bayonetta 3 is October 28th. That's on my list uh, to, of games to get. And now on my name, uh, my list of games to get is Pokemon, Scarlet, and or Violet, or four of them, like we talked about, for November 18th. <laughs> uh, the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, is, uh, the temporary title, is scheduled for spring 2023. And then, of course, to be announced, Metroid Prime 4 and Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Uh, and again, for Advanced Wars, it's first party published in North America and Europe. Yeah, I don't remember. They, they didn't say who's publishing it in Japan, but it's just, it's not, it's a, that's a third party there. Interesting. I just don't know who. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that is our news. We got through it, Jesse. We got through all of that uh, buttload of Yay. Pokemon Presents and a schwack load of Nintendo numbers. So you know what that means. It's time for the ad read. All right. Hey, listen, it's dangerous to go alone or with a partner if you got Bush. Take this. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Taking control of your bush responsibly is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing off your Master Sword and Rupees with pride. It's a fact that you will have the best kept sack in all of Hyrule. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code NINDADS for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. It's time you level up and impress your Zelda with the ultimate bushwhacking tools from Manscaped. 
on to let's discuss nice i tried to make it nice and quick so we can get onto this discussion of it's a hot button here for jesse so we need to talk about this we need him to vent about xenoblade chronicles 3 special edition because he was not aware that if you had purchased Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Special Edition, that the physical edition of the game was going to ship on or around the release date of July 29th. And the other stuff, the Steelbook Game Case Special Edition box and art book, wasn't going to come until the fall of 2022. Calm down, Jesse. Calm down. What's that? Tell us. Go ahead and vent. Yeah. So, well, ultimately, yeah. I'm not interested in the game. I'm keeping this sealed. Uh, but, you know, I kind of bought it for just just to be a collector thing, you know, just because. Um, but I, w- I was not aware that they were doing split delivery. I don't know if apparently it was known around the 20th, about a week and a half before re- release, because that's the date of a Kotaku article. So. If it was announced before that, I you know I I wasn't aware. Fact, I don't I think it was announced before that because I think it was the issue of them switching the dates. Because again, remember everybody that this game was originally supposed to be out in September, and Splatoon was going to be out this summer, Splatoon three. But they swapped right. the two games, and I think that's what the issue was overall, and they just couldn't move up this stuff quick enough because you know. We all know the pandemic and, and all that kind of mess with shipping. So then I did see one tweet on it from talking about it that they only received the game and apparently we'll get everything else later. I, I saw that the day that my first package came in. So, okay, I had expectations was already set. So I wasn't. So you didn't open up your box and like, where's the rest of it? Well, <laughs> yeah, well, again. It was just in a small envelope. It's obviously not big enough for whatever. The, Where's the rest of my box? <laughs> right. So, but still, and I haven't seen anyone talking about it on Twitter. I haven't seen anyone talking about it on the Discord. So, did I know many people attempted to buy it? Did that many people fail to? I was or, one of the people who failed. I couldn't get through. I, I sat in the same page for it telling me, stay here, stay in line the second time around. And just never happened. It just never came across. And then when everybody else was talking about, you know, not everybody else, but some people were talking about, oh, I got it. Or some people said there's crash. I was just like, let me go try another window. And I tried another window and it said, it said, you know, that, you know, sold out or whatever it says on the site now. And then I was like, okay, let me go back to my regular screen. And then I went back to it and then it refreshed itself. And I was like, oh, here we go. And then it went to the same screen I saw on the other tab. So it was like, oh, crap, I screwed myself up. So when when I found out about this, I did some searches trying to see, did anyone write an article about this? And at the time, I didn't even see Kotaku's article. I didn't find that one until I did similar searching today. But what I did find is something on the Nintendo of America website in their in their facts question uh, section asking when will i receive my xenoblade chronicles 3 special edition and their answer is 
If you've purchased the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Special Edition, please keep in mind it will ship in two parts. The physical edition of the game it will be shipping on or around its release date of July 29th. Mine did ship on the 28th, but I didn't receive it until this week. And the Steelbook Game Case Special Edition box and art book will be shipped in the fall of 2022. So, And they didn't date or timestamp that article, so I don't know when they posted it or updated it. So... That didn't, that didn't answer my question. I, w- I wanted to know, when did they make this announcement? Right, right. <laughs> because yeah, they didn't do either. a very good job of getting that word out. No. And and you said, too, when we talked briefly about it, too, that apparently, to, or somebody, according to some people, there was an email that was sent to the people yeah, who some, pre-purchased. Somewhat, so, okay, like one of the comments of the Kotaku article mentioned that there was an email sent out. Like I either I didn't get it or it just looked like any of the other Nintendo marketing emails that I don't pay attention to <laughs> and I missed it. Right. Okay. It makes sense. So at least you're still getting it. Just Yeah, but now we just don't know when. And the now the, the kind of the joke part, at least from my point of view, not every not the everyone, not the eBay seller's point of view, who already <laughs> have e, they, they got their their tracking number, so they put up eBay listings saying special edition in hand, ready to ship. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> right, false. Yes, very That's- false. They that's what they get. That's what they get. So, anyways, yeah, it was a little frustrating for me too. It's just like, okay, I was actually trying to get one for the the Nintendo dads. Uh, when the first try, I was actually going to get two. When they were allowed to get two, I was going to get one for myself and then one for the Nintendo dads to give away. Um, but then um, that fell through. And then the second time around, I was like, okay, I don't need to have this game. Yeah. Uh, I'll just get the special edition. Mine will probably end up getting donated for a prize in the future anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Since I have no plans on opening it. Yeah. I was, I was so disappointed by the first round. I was just like, you know what? I don't care what happens second round as long as we can get one. And I still couldn't get one. So, uh, to, to give away. So it was like very frustrating, but, uh, I I hope they get things figured out for whatever next special edition they do. Thankfully, they didn't do it with the Bayonetta one because uh, there have probably been a lot of people frustrated with that. Um, but hopefully they get this figured out so anything bigger isn't as bad as my experience I had with this. So right. I'm glad to, I'm glad the people who really wanted it got it, though, it sounds like, at they, least in our they, community. They can't blame the ship shortage on... The special edition box. <laughs> right. Yes. It was just, you know, because they switched the dates. I, I blame it on that because they fast forwarded it. So. All right. Anything else? Anything else you need to get off your chest about this, Jesse? No, I think I'm. Um, you feel better now? I, I feel better a little bit. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on to the events. All right.
right. So we got an actual different event other than the dinner table. So we have Tetris 99 30th Maximus Cup, where you can earn up to six returning themes if you miss them the first time. Those six returning themes are Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, which you can get on August 5th from 12 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time through 11.59 Pacific Daylight Saving Time. Um, and these are the same times for the, all the other dates too. So I won't keep reading those. So it'll be just basically all that day in Pacific time. Uh, the next game is Metopia on August 6th, Mario Golf Super Rush on August 7th, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD on August 8th, WarioWare Get It Together August 9th, and Metroid Dread August 10th. Only 10 event points are needed per day to unlock these themes. I can do 10 points. That's like maybe playing two games. Unless I get bottom 10, which does tend to happen. I think the Legend of Zelda one is the one that I hope I can remember to get. Um, But I'll probably forget and miss it anyways. But uh, I have to check to see if I'm missing. I, I do know I'm only missing like three or four of them. I don't know if any of these are. Yeah. That's what I was but thinking. I I'll think definitely I log comment. in and look. I think I made a comment about this on Twitter. Like, I wish I really like this idea, and I hope that they do something even bigger another time where they just do something similar for all the back catalog, backlog of themes that they've had that I might have missed. So, all right. So, and then right. speaking of, go ahead. So before we move on to the the next event, I want to throw in an impromptu one because Nintendo of America literally tweeted this as I pushed the music button for the events. <laughs> Heads up, Kirby Perfect. fans. The Kirby 30th Anniversary Music Fest is streaming live globally next week. Get ready to jam on August 11th at 2 a.m. Pacific time. Sweet. We plan to upload the video archive of the Kirby 30th anniversary music fest at a later date please note the concert will be in japanese and will not have simultaneous interpretations to other languages and then if if you're watching the video version you saw me laugh about 30 seconds before i started reading this is because mario 64 replied with will the video go away on march 31st (laughs) nice that's funny yeah, so uh, you said August thirty, August eleventh at two a.m. two a.m. Pacific. Pacific. So that's because it's five a.m. Re- Eastern. Five a.m. Eastern. Of course, okay. you know it'll be a reasonable time in Japan time. It's just, right, of course. That, it's just so we we get shafted in the live. So if I wake up early enough on Thursday morning, I could I could listen. I guess. Yeah, and then so it's probably a reasonable time in the UK. That'd be about nine a.m. Five, ten, ten a.m. Nine or ten. Nine or ten, yeah. Depending on where they where they are. True. Yeah. Very true. So yeah, so, that that would be good listening on the fly well, event. Nice. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Uh, and then we talked about the dinner table briefly. So just real quick, that's every third Friday where the community gets together in our Discord. If, if And the only way to get to our Discord is, is if you're a Patreon subscriber or a Twitch, Twitch subscriber. Uh, and you can come join in on the dinner table where we talk about everything and anything, including that movie I just watched. Everything and anything. <laughs> uh, and uh, 
so just all kinds of stuff. We talk about Marvel, um, cinematic universe, Star Wars, video games, um, golfing, um, Mecha Dragons, Choco Taco deliveries to everybody. Uh, we and you know and Slaw and concert and I won't even say the other band's name. So, <laughs> uh, but there, we talked about was, all kinds of crazy. There was stuff. a lot of uh, head cannon going on that night. Yes. So no, it was a lot of fun in the dinner table. Again, it happens every third Friday. So in August, it's going to be August nineteenth, and it starts at ten p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Um, so I'll just say 10 PM Eastern time, regardless of the year. So, <laughs> um, and then we're also in talks about doing a breakfast table at a different day and time, uh, for those people who can't use or usually cannot attend the dinner table. So we'll, we'll get something going probably maybe not in August, but we'll figure something out maybe in September after the kids have gone to school or, or at school and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, and you're at work or whatever, and you can say, you got to join an important meeting. You can come join the, uh, right. The meeting table. (laughs) Maybe I'll call it that. (laughs) All right. The conference room, the conference room. There we go. I'll call it that. That'll be a middle of the day type thing. We get to join the conference call. All right. Let's move on to what we've been playing. All right. While we're talking about what we've been playing, anybody in the chat, if you want to let us know, you know, you don't have to break down a whole list if you're playing a bunch of stuff, but there's something you want us to mention, mention it here in the chat. And uh, uh, after Jesse and I are done talking about it, I'll I'll try to cover what you guys are playing as well. Uh, Jesse, what you've been playing? Oh, yeah, I haven't had any time to play games (laughs) at all. The only thing I was able to squeeze in, I did a live stream last night of a new game that actually releases tomorrow called Logic Pick. You just P-I-C. It's, uh, as you can think, uh, expect a Picross-like game. This is not from Jupiter. Um, Apparently this one has, I think it'll sell for $7.99 and it comes with over a thousand puzzles. So a lot of content in this. Plus it'll have three DLC packs. I think two of them are $2.49. One is $2.99. Or you can get all three as a bundle for $4.99. I tried buying them today, but since the game hasn't launched, I can't buy the the uh, DLCs yet. So I'll do that tomorrow. So basically it's, you know, you buy the two cheaper ones, you get the third one for free if you buy the bundle. Nice. Uh, this one has, apparently, it does have local co op and competitive play. But again, I don't have anyone to play it with because no one else in my family knows how to solve these. <laughs> so I don't know how the competitive play works. Okay. And it's only and local you can do that with? It's only local. Okay. Okay. And uh, there is apparently a story mode, but the story mode chapters are locked behind you know, having to solve puzzle the specific categories puzzles in the other mode but they don't necessarily go in order so like the first story mission is something about dogs and it requires that i solve 10 puzzles from the home set and i i didn't figure this out until after the stream was over so i during the stream i didn't understand what any of this meant <laughs> 
that the home set is like the 10th or 15th category down. So it would if they were sorted in a different order, that might have made more sense. Or at least given the ability to jump to the proper set from the, the story page say, that told me that this is locked because of these puzzles, that would have given me a, a fast track to get to find what I need to solve. But it, ultimately I did solve it. I unlocked the first story, but I haven't done it yet. But yeah, there, there there's a lot of puzzles in this game. <laughs> Some categories, it's, it's probably 20 or 30 different categories. Some categories have 20 puzzles. Some have up to 40. Okay. So I might have missed this, uh, but is this on par with the Jupiter ones? Uh, play well? It plays well with one caveat, and it's, you know, the Jupiter games and most of the other Picross games out there, you know, A places your your square and pressing it again erases it, or B places an X and pressing it again erases it. This one is minorly different, and I still get confused. A places the block, but hitting it again does not erase it. Y places the X, hitting it again does not erase it, but B erases whatever the cursor's on, regardless okay. if it's a square or a, or a, an X. Gotcha. So that takes a little bit of time to get used to if, if, if you're used to Jupiter games or games that control like Jupiter games. Gotcha. But you know, other than that minor thing, it, it, it plays fine. Okay. I haven't had it. it the, the the one of the big things that I look for is the ability to like loop. Like if I'm on the leftmost column and push left, I want to end up on the right. And this actually has a toggle that turns on that on or off. Okay. I'm and, looking and, it up. In and there's also a toggle for autocorrect errors. I tell them no, don't t- tell me if it's an error. Just let me do it, and I'll. F- find out I made a mistake and reset it and start over. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So the, 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 the features that I look for, this game does have. Okay. That's good to know. As I mentioned before, my wife plays a lot of these too. So I'm going to pass this information on to her as well. It's eight bucks showing in the U S eShop. Uh, so it's a pretty good price. And then the DLC is what? How much for each one? Maybe it's two forty nine. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You said that. Two forty nine. Two forty nine. Two forty nine. Two ninety nine. Yeah. And gotcha. last week, last week I talked about Picross Cross, which I that seems to be Japan only. I looked at the Japan eShop page, and the, the only right, supported yeah. language is Japan. Okay. So, if that if that will come, it will come later because. It, otherwise, they would have said it, it also supported English. So yeah. I didn't buy it. Okay. <laughs> because maybe, maybe least, that'll be a winter game that comes out. Yeah. Maybe they'll release it yeah. Or, you know, you know I, I've played Japanese only Picross games before, like, uh, you know, Super Mario's Picross in the NFL. Oh, yeah. App. Yes. So, you know, I tried I that, might, by the way. <laughs> you know, oh, I 100% of that. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> Yeah, so I still might buy it later, but I'll have, if I do, I have to buy it off the Jap- off, off of the Japan website. Okay, I have to Very get cool. hold of some yen-based eShop cards first. 
Gotcha. Yeah, let me know okay. how that goes, too. And then I actually wanted to put it to my notes, but I forgot to write it in. But I wanted to give an update about my Seneca order. Oh, yeah. So okay. uh, I think either Sunday, I think Sunday night or Monday morning, I got an, uh, a message saying that all three of my purchases are now in the warehouse. So then the next step is to then uh, to create a parcel. With so I selected all three items, said create a parcel. Then it says, okay, we'll we'll charge you five hundred yen for the assembly, which I expected that, and then it gave me an option of how do you want it shipped to you. So I think it had like twelve options, but most of them were marked as unavailable. So there was only four available to me. I think the cheapest one was DHL. That would have been about twenty two hundred yen, or about eighteen bucks, for a, sl- a slow shipping. I don't know how slow they said, but it would have, it would have been a slow shipping. The next one I did, the, the next one, which is what I chose, was, said two day shipping for sixty six hundred yen. So it's about fifty bucks, and so. So yeah, yeah, it sounds expensive, but still, I got, I got the system itself for a hundred. So total of one hundred and fifty plus two CDs on that. I still think that's a pretty good deal. Uh, so 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 they'll. It took them about four or five days to do the the packaging, and then there was a, there was a checkbox saying. Do you want us to notify you saying it's ready to ship, or do you want us to just ship it directly as long as you have the funds in your account? So I said ship it directly, and I had to do an additional deposit to make sure I had the funds, the funds available, knowing I I chose fifty dollars shipping. So I I logged in today and noticed that that my balance has been lowered. So it is in it. It was packaged, ready for pickup by the courier, but they hadn't picked it up yet. So, presuming they pick it up sometime today or tomorrow, business day, two-day shipping, I'll probably have it Tuesday or Wednesday, presuming they don't do anything on weekends. Right. That's cool. I'm definitely going to keep that in mind. So, if if that all works out the way I think, I should be able to show the, the system I bought on the next show. Nice. Very cool. I hope it does. And like I said, if there's anything I want to buy, I'm definitely going to be looking into that. <laughs> yeah, I told, I told I did, my son I, about the site, and he because he says there's some things from Japan I'd be interested in, but he yeah. wasn't keen on how slow the process is to get everything going. Oh yeah, so it's slow. Yeah, you got to be patient. He, goes, uh, he doesn't have the patience, so he said he probably won't use it. I did something similar for UK stuff. Uh, for twilight princess um a just the steel case book for that the twilight mm-hmm. not twilight princess the um skyward, skyward sword. sword uh hd for the switch i wanted their steel case and someone was selling it there for you know whatever amount and i so i was like i don't have the game yet i still don't <laughs> but i wanted the steel case so i got that um and then and then uh, I forget what else I got with it too, but oh, a Luigi Aces hat, the tennis hat. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, uh, 
Yeah, it it was pretty cool to see that happen and do that to that you could, you know, get basically a place in a warehouse that you can get your stuff shipped to and then they will deliver it to you once once you're there. So just a matter of creating an account that's a UK account with that address. So or in your case, Japan account with that Japan address. But with at least the way Syndico works, I don't have to tell the seller to ship it to their warehouse. I tell Syndico, I want to buy this item, and they take care of that for me. Nice. Oh, that's nice. I like that. So, yeah, Even if it's off of a website that isn't directly linked, they just have an order form saying, if you have something you want to buy, fill out the order form, and we'll we'll see what we can, what we can do with it. Okay. That's cool. I didn't know they did that, too. All right. Yeah, so I, I don't know where their warehouse is. So I don't have to tell the seller that Syndico does that for me. Yeah. That makes it a little bit easier for sure. Yes. All right. So uh, real quick, I'll mention a couple of people said, uh, Nimfrendo said he's playing MK eight DX as a Mario Kart eight deluxe, probably the new tracks and Mario Hunter rise, Mario Hunter (laughs) monster Hunter rise. Sunbreak. Uh, so that's cool. And then uh, Mizike says, I've been playing the crap out of Multiverse. So that's that new fighting game, uh, WB fighting, fighting game, which everybody's saying is actually pretty good. Yeah, so my son was my son was playing that earlier today and I asked some questions about it. He goes, he says that he, he likes playing is Finn. Is that the, the Adventure Time character? Not okay. the dog, but the human. Jake. Okay. No. I don't remember. I never saw the show. But whoever One the human them. was. Because he says he plays exactly like Link. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's cool. So he knows how to play this character already. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Anybody else who's watching there? Uh, there's three people watching and hanging out with us, uh, at least on Twitch side. I don't know how many is on the YouTube side. Mecca says Finn is the human. So I was right the first time. Okay. There we go. Uh, let us know what you've been playing. I'm happy to share. Uh, and Mecca, you didn't let us know what you've been playing. You got to tell us what you've been playing. While he's doing that, I'm going to talk about what I've been playing. I've been playing some Playdate games because I've got a bunch of them in the past couple weeks that I hadn't touched yet until recently. I bet I have like six gifts. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but out of the games that I play, out of the games, the bunch of games that we got, i been spending most time with pick pack pup which is a basically you are a puppy who collects these items that you have to ship (laughs) speaking of shipping uh but it's like you have to put all the like items together in one box and depending on where you put those like items together will give you a shape of a box so they could be almost like tetris shapes but you're not moving the tetris shapes at all the tetris shapes could actually depending on how you move them could block you from getting other parts or other things that you ship. So it's pretty straightforward. It's not, at least I haven't gotten far enough to make it stressful. It's actually pretty laid back for me, but I I like it a lot. It's a good, quick, you know, pick up and play type game in in there. Again, it's called pick pack pup on the play date. I checked. I have eight gifts. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Another one I was been playing is called zipper. Uh, the one I've been playing the most time is called Zipper. It's basically you're like this samurai that's you uh, 
go across a grid-like uh, screen uh, environment uh, where you have to draw where you're going to go. And you can only go in a straight line, either straight across or straight left or right. Uh, but your moves, basically, wherever you're going to go, you can only go so far in that straight line. Uh, you have a gauge of how far you can go. And then once you move, anybody else on that board can start moving towards you. The object is to do just zip right through all the characters as fast as you can straight through without getting caught yourself. Is this like a Fox and geese like game? I, I don't know. That's not anything like I've played before, but basically it's just, okay. like I said, just drawing a line to go from one end to the other. Uh, but you can also, one of the things you can do with the, again, it has the, um, the, the, the gear on there or whatever that's called. Right. Um, the, the crank. I, the crank. Thank you. Yeah. The crank. Uh, couldn't think of the word for some reason, but the crank on there is <laughs> you can use the crank to actually uh, see, see where the other characters on the board are going to go. So you can kind of like, you have this ability to see the future. Little future. So you sight. draw, you draw the path you want to go and then you move the crank to see where those other characters are going to go when you, when you finish where you plan on going. So you can kind of plan what you're going to do, see where they go. And the further you get in the, um, on the boards, the uh, harder it gets. And you have to watch where these characters are going to go and move towards you. Uh, Cause not a lot, you can't just draw a straight line and end up killing all of them at once. Sometimes you got to make them move so that you can move to the other side. And then uh, as far as, as far as you can, without getting hit by anybody else who can move to, on that grid to get you. So it's, it's very interesting, very, it's a str strategy game, I guess, if you will. Um, and I looks, I like some of the warnings you get in some of these games. It has, um, when you go to open it, it has a warning about it being graphical, potentially graphically violent <laughs> with the pixely, you know? So, uh, like getting kicked in the nuts and bolts from a few weeks ago. Exactly. Yes. And I love your look there, Jesse. I love the yeah, sunglasses I, look. Got, yeah, you got I your got, sunglasses. You got, got your gooders. Got a few new pairs in there a few days ago. Sweet. So that was Zipper again on the plate date. And then the other one that's got holding my interest and the one actually I just posted on Twitter about was called Questy Chest. Chess, excuse me, not chest. Yeah, yeah. Questy chess. I'm like, there's no T in what you have in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, questy chess might be something else, but questy chess is what I've been playing. It's we'll, we'll, we'll let John and Drew talk about that. <laughs> yes. Role-playing chess simulator is what they got written down here. I might uh, like that one, maybe, depending on how yeah. chessy it is. So let's see if I can explain it. And this one is really holding my attention because at first I was very frustrated because it does not tell you what to do. You got to figure it out. But basically, you're a pawn from a chessboard in a computer, uh, an old computer or a computer Oof. that has old chess software. I'm going to make a small joke. You won't get it. Probably no one else in the show listening to the show will get it. Go ahead. Is its name him? H Y M. No. Okay. I so don't if get you, it. If you get it, <laughs> let me know. Thank you. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what it is until post show. Okay. All right. 
thankfully I'll know because it'll drive me crazy. All right. So anyways, <laughs> uh, so what I found out is basically you are a pawn. And if you play chess, you, you, if you pawn, pawns can only move on the first move, two spaces. And then after that one space, uh, just straight, straight ahead, no diagonal move, unless you're taking a, a piece. So with that in mind, is there castling? Uh, I don't know yet. Oh, no. Pawns aren't involved in castling, so never mind. Okay. But I was, I was thinking say, rooks. <laughs> maybe, maybe later on. I don't know. But um, you are basically playing an RPG version of chess. And your moves are based on the piece you're using, which is the pawn. And when you're moving through, you have to be strategic on where you're going because the other pieces you are fighting against are also chess pieces and can and they're, move. They're stronger than you. And they move in their ways. So if there are bishops, they move diagonally. Um, and, and of course, a knight, you know, the L shape that they move. So, uh, and I haven't gotten very far in the game, but once I figured out what was going on in my movements, I was like, oh, and then I was able to start taking some of the pieces. You can actually, you know, take some of the pieces that your, your enemies uh, and you have to be strategic about that. Um, and then, uh, there are pieces of the board that you can actually control as well with the crank in certain situations. So it gets a little bit more complicated and very interesting. So it's not just a chess game. It's using chess pieces in an RPG like setting, which is very interesting. And you actually get collect treasures that you can use in the game as well to help you boost your energy. If you lost some, you know, health, you can boost your health. So that's all I know so far. I've only played a couple boards uh, once I figured it out. Uh, and again, it's, it's held my interest so far and it's the one I'll probably be going back to the most uh, when I play my play date. The main reason why I haven't gotten back, gotten back to the play date is because I haven't found a good, place in the house to play it that it's well lit enough because you know i have to play it without my glasses otherwise because it's too close because like if i can play it with my glasses but it has to be this far away and just with the screen that small i can't see anything right. so i have to play it up close but if i'm too close i am blocking my own light so i haven't found a good place to play it yeah, I've, I actually kept this one in my pocket today. And when I took my mom to one of her appointments, I was able to play it while I was waiting in the for her appointment to be done. So, uh, which was really cool and nice and quick to be able to pull out. But I also found a way to play it in bed uh, by having a light be able to, a small little light shine right on it. <laughs> I'm playing it, but I have to hold it up like this little, and off to the side a little bit. Yeah. So I am sure... I think most of the time I or played least, it, I connected it to my computer and used the mirror app. Okay. That's true. <laughs> I forgot about the mirror app too, but I am sure I'm guessing, I, I don't know. Nothing's nothing's for sure anymore because of the pandemic, but in uh, all the, or I wouldn't call it the pandemic anymore, but just the state of the world it is right now. But I, I'm guessing that somewhere in their development, they have some sort of accessory to help with the light lighting. So I'm hoping we'll get to see that, what that is. If not, somebody creative will probably come up with something if there's enough of them out there. You'll see uh, it on Etsy in about three months. True. Uh, 
play play date. Those are the play date games I've been playing. And then the switch games I've been playing, I uh, played a little bit of live alive. And if you've been in our discord, I mentioned that I have to put that aside for now. However, Hambone did bring up, and I think you did too, Jesse, you and Marty, um, saying about maybe not playing the particular chapter I was in and maybe trying a different one, but I'm going to hold off for a moment. Cause I think I just need a break from, large games you know that take most of my time I, I like being able to pick up these smaller games and goof around with them a little bit so i just need to be in the right mindset i think to play get back into it so my, micro and, games <laughs> yeah micro games little quick you know maybe like stray when i was playing that it was you know i was able to play it in, in under 10 hours you know so so and that was a lot of fun i i knew where i was going i knew what i had to do there wasn't there was a light at the end of the tunnel where live alive is there's a lot going on there so especially with the uh the japanese chapter i was playing i forget what's that called again the odin one or whatever edo period edo period yeah i was playing that one there's all there's so much going on in that particular one it was like i'm getting lost in this mansion trying to figure out where i'm going there's a a hidden boss that I didn't know existed. That I'm like, I have no strength to fight right now. <laughs> so it was just a lot going on there. I was getting frustrated and it wasn't going. I was just in the mood to kind of get through games quickly, kind of see my way through things. So, and that was not certainly what I needed at the time. So I put, the, I'm putting that one aside. I'll come back to that when I'm in that mindset again. Um, I was, I also picked up, uh, not picked up, but I played, started playing Raji and Ancient Epic again because the enhanced edition for the Switch came out on July 28th. It's out also on the PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, came out sooner, I think, on the 22nd. Uh, but basically, uh, the developers of the game uh, enhanced the graphics of the game. Um, and I did a, I actually did a video. It's not posted anywhere because something happened when I re-downloaded the game and booted it up and tried to find my save file and didn't and ended up starting a new file. And then I was like, Oh, is the enhanced edition the incompatible with the original version? No. What happened? Cause I've was seen that before I re-downloaded it, but didn't for whatever reason, the cloud didn't re-download my save cause it was in the cloud. Okay. I thought it was on my switch because I key, I don't when you delete the game, it doesn't delete the save file. But for whatever reason I think I thought it did, unless you say archive, then it won't. It's it says when you go to delete it, it says that it's I, I don't I'm remember it right now. I haven't deleted many games, so I don't know. If you go to delete software at the bottom option, it says save data will not be deleted. Okay. So I was under the impression when I redownloaded it that it would pick up my save file that's still on my Switch. Apparently, it's not on my Switch, probably because I guess it didn't get transferred over. Some transfer. In, in when I got the OLED. Yeah. So, so were you able to were you able to pull the back cloud back up back? No. You know what happened? This is what I was frustrated about. Is that because I started the file, it wrote over what I had in the cloud. I saw it there too, because I went to the cloud while it was still doing its back end stuff. It was like right there from November 2020. That hurts. It was when I finished the game. 
and I was like, and beat the game and stuff like that. I was like, oh, there it is. And I went and I was like, I need to go upload that back to the switch. As soon as I went off that, whatever I was looking at, it went and said, your, your stuff saved to the cloud. And the new date was, you know, August 2nd, 2022. And I was like, no. <laughs> so it's like, ouch, none of the save file is there. I have to, I have to replay the game from the beginning because what I wanted to do was I wanted to do a video showing, cause I have footage from when I played it back in 2020 saved on my computer. Uh, cause I did save all the, all of the, you know, content before I did the upgrade. I saved all my videos and, uh, screenshots. Uh, but when I, what I was going to do is show, okay, here's the part I played here when I played it in 2020 and compare it to what I'm playing now. And I was going to try to go to a specific point that I went to in the save file into a specific chapter or whatever uh, in the game. I wanted to see if I could do that. And because I couldn't do that, it was like, I had to start over and all that kind of stuff. And I was just so frustrated. I was like, the whole video is basically, I started playing it and me going through that whole thought process and I didn't upload it to YouTube. So it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with that video. <laughs> it was just me like, well, this is the new game. I'll show a little bit of the video I do have. And then you can see, but I, you can tell I'm frustrated. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> so, but anyways, maybe it'll be worth it just to upload it and see, see what everybody thinks. The last game I've been playing, uh, which is really cool is a game called before we leave. And this was actually a game that was recommended to me by max power. I think his name is max in our discord. Uh, he recommended this to us out there. And I, I was like, Ooh, it's a city builder game. So I went and picked it up right away. Once I learned about what it was. So before we leave is basically you are a planet of peeps. Yes, they're called peeps, which is right there sold me because they call them peeps. little yellow marshmallow things. They're not little yellow marshmallow no. things, but that's what I say at the end of my usually is like chiculator peeps or something like that. I usually say peeps to everybody. So I was like, oh, that's, that's great. This game calls everybody peeps. But basically you you are people on, that lived underground for centuries on this planet. We'll assume it's planet Earth uh, that you finally emerge all these peeps finally emerge out of the planet from this uh, doorway or whatever you come out and you you're going to try to reclaim the planet uh and make discoveries uh based on what the ancients had so like boats and buildings and rocket ships and all that kind of stuff so Basically, you are doing a city building with these peeps and you come out, you have to create, you know, huts to house them. You create farms to feed them. You create water wells to uh, uh, meet bag plus people. <laughs> uh, but it's basically it starts off very laid back, especially because I'm in the tutorial area and it teaches you all about the HUD and the mechanics of the game and what you have to do. And it gives you kind of like um, tasks to help you move along and learn the game. So right now it's it's very laid back, but you can be attacked by, I guess, aliens from other planets. Um, 
So that's a threat that comes in later in game. I haven't been attacked yet in the tutorial. I have been exploring to other parts of the planet to expand my colonies. Um, and that's as far as I got into the tutorial, which actually uh, I did a lot of that part in the video that posted today, actually, on this game before we leave. Um, so you can go there to our YouTube channel and see what uh, a Let's Play video of that there. Again, it's a city builder uh, and has a ton of content. And there's still so much there that I have to learn about um, basically managing your peeps, managing the, the building structures, managing pollution, managing, um, assuming further on electricity, uh, resources, all that kind of stuff. So, and I mentioned this in the video that ever since I fell in love with SimCity on the Super Nintendo when I was a kid, I've been looking for something similar to that same experience um, ever since. And this comes pretty darn close so far. Some of the, some of the, even the, some of the mechanics uh, do it too. So does Bowser terrorize your city? Uh, no, Nintendo, not that I'm aware of yet, unless they got a special thing with Nintendo to do that. <laughs> I don't know. You just haven't gotten far enough. Of course. Yeah. I haven't gotten far enough. So, <laughs> uh, but again, I'm only doing the tutorial and because I've been spending a lot of time in the tutorial, I don't know. I don't remember what else is in the game. Like if there's an actual, like, I know there's other things you can do with it, but I don't know what, what they're called. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if there's a story mode or a, or a campaign mode or, you know, uh, um, whatever modes, you know, I, I wasn't paying attention to that. I just immediately jumped into the, the tutorial and been enjoying myself with that and loving that. So if you're a SimCity fan, I think this will scratch that itch um, or even any of this other city builder games. So check it out before we leave for the Nintendo Switch. And I also believe it's out on other systems as well, including Steam, if you want to play it on your PC. So that's what I've been playing. So what else do, What else have you guys all been saying? Uh, Ebisel, did you tell us what you've been playing? Um, Mecca, let's see. Did you finally tell us what you've been playing? He did. He set me scroll up and find it. Uh, he's been playing a lot of... He's been playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Master Duel at the same time. I wish I have more arms. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah, I see. Okay, cool. Excellent. And then Ebisel. Nifrendo says, if EA nope, would ever release SimCity 2000 or newer, and I said without breaking it on day one. <laughs> I... I I'm a, okay. I'm not even going to go down the EA route. Never mind. All right. Let's move on to community. Episode did answer your question. Oh, Leaf Blower, Leaf Blower Revolution, Nug, and Power Washer. Leaf Blower Revolution? I don't know. I've never heard of that one. Are you that, making like, stuff up, Episode? He's making Leaf stuff up. Well, like, Power Washer Simulator is a real game, but next he's going to tell us he's playing Star Fox, Star Foxy Submergence. <laughs> ng ngu rap maxis yes rap maxis so 
you guys quit baiting me with the EA stuff. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go off in EA right now. All right, let's go to the community spotlight. All right, here's the, here's the chance where we go over the community stuff, basically our community, our family podcasts, contests we go have going on and some of the questions you guys gave us. So first off, some of the contests, uh, the Dads After Dark announced their latest monthly mayhem for us, for our, our community to get involved with, which is, of course, with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and the new tracks. So right now it's qualifying time trials with 150 cc. You play and submit as many times as you would like prior to the deadline for that course. And the deadline is uh, August 11th. Um, submit screenshots through Discord Mayhem channel. And then points will be awarded based on what place you finish. So right now it is the Mushroom Gorge uh, time trials from 8-4 to 8-11. So August fourth through august 11th you have to do your time trials and then uh stay tuned for that so if you want to come join in our monthly mayhem come uh come join our discord and check out the dads after dark shows monthly mayhem channel and you'll see all the information there dads after dark show also has a bounty board they still have open the first to collect all lego star wars skywalker saga kyber bricks there are a hundred or excuse me, 1,166 in all, and you get a $10, $10 eShop card. And I'm almost tempted to up that bounty. Cause it sounds like, uh, like <laughs> to match it because that sounds like a pretty hefty. Then, uh, I think they said, if, say since that game's on all platforms, if you don't want eShop, but prefer PSN money or Xbox Live. Oh money, yeah, there you go. Yes. They'll yep. give you $10 in whatever form you want it. So $10 or whatever. So, which is pretty cool, but it sounds like a lot of effort in the game. So I think, I, I kind of think they should up that bounty. I don't know if John, I, th I think John listens to these. So if you hear this, uh, let's talk, let's see if we can help uh, <laughs> match that or something or, I had an idea. Let me just throw this out there and see if he's listening. If someone collects all the Kyber bricks in the Skywalker saga, the not only will they get the $10 gift money from wherever, but you will get a Nintendo dad's voucher for the next Lego game that comes out. Ooh. Something to think about. We'll talk about that with the dads. Yeah, no, not show. not Roblox, Nintendo. <laughs> no, no. All right, Game Pass news archive hunters, stay tuned for that. Uh, did they drop a new archive? Uh, I was I was looking for this, but I was on the wrong page. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. All right, yeah, but stay tuned if if I if I missed it. Stay tuned to Game Pass News for their Achievement Hunters stuff as well, which they also announce in their Achievement Hunters channel in our Discord. So stay tuned there. All right. And since we're talking about the, um, the Dads After Dark show and the Game Pass News guys, let's just jump right over to the, their family podcast information, which speaking of Game Pass News, they dropped episode 63 uh, this past Saturday. And of course, they drop an episode every Saturday. So... In a couple of days, they'll drop episode 64. 
But in episode 63, their title is Chubby's Tea and Game Pass. <laughs> uh, buy to five good games and Game Pass is what they talk about. Best games and Game Pass in 2022 so far. The Xbox and Activision Blizzard merger nearing an end. And their Game Pass favorites this week. So, of course, go take a listen. If you're overwhelmed with all the Game Pass love, go listen to them. They'll help guide you in the right direction. Also talking about the Dads After Dark show, they dropped episode 105 just Monday night at 9 9 p.m. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is here is the title of that show, their podcast, and they talk about their first impressions with the game. It's time again for a game of joysticks or skin flicks with Bob Cousy. So a friend of the show was there. And you can imagine what that's about. Of course, it's Dad's After Dark show. Don't listen to it when the kids are around. But they do talk about, is the Disney magic ebbing? So something kind of like similar to their Nintendo talk before. So, but you can find both of those guys, both of those groups, the podcast on your favorite podcast feed. So go look for them. But last but not least, we also have the Retro Logic crew. Where RetroLogic themselves, they dropped episode 85, where Dan returns to Pokemon, Sam talks about mechs, and John talks about his collection's spacing issues. And then episode 10 of On Topic Retro is also out there, where All In Eric from the All In podcast and John discuss their love for Super Bomberman on the SNES and then also Retro Groove recently started up their season two and dropped episode one where they talk about the evolution of the Beastie Boys. So go check out all those different varying topics, something for everybody there in our family of podcasts. Now we have a couple questions from the community that we'll cover real quick. A couple of good ones that I think maybe... Let's talk about the one Mecca has here, Jesse. Uh, okay. I played, ter- he says, I played ter- Terraria with some friends earlier this week and kind of got bored after a couple of minutes and forced myself to play it a bit, hoping maybe I'll like it later. At the end, while I understand why people like this game, I'm starting to realize that it isn't my thing. It's got three questions here, all related. Have any of you dads ever tried forcing yourself to like a game or a genre? And when you do, and when do you start realizing that a game or genre isn't your thing and what genre or game isn't your thing at all? I think my answer kind of sums up all three of them in one story. I think the, the one that comes into my mind is when I heard about monster hunter for the first time, it on paper, this sounds like a game I'd like. So I was excited and for it when it came out on the Wii. So it was Monster Hunter Try. So I got it and I played through the tutorial. It maybe the first hour and I was confused still. And even like this was the tutorial with standardized gear. Why is my sword clipping? <laughs> I, I I understand it have happened later on in the game with Weapons that aren't often used, but you're starting with a sword that everyone else is starting with. Why is it clipping? (laughs) 
Anyway, so then I actually got to the start of the game, and it was having me do things that the tutorial didn't talk about. So I'm like, so I was just frustrated, and I and I said, I guess Monster Hunter games aren't for me. And other than the 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 latest demo that came out, not the Sunrise, but for the base game, uh, I haven't touched the franchise. Okay. And probably won't ever touch it again. Because again, I didn't like the demo. So you didn't even like the demo and that with that even being much improvement over the first time you played it. Yeah. I just didn't understand what was going on. And the game historically or the series historically is best if you find a friend who already knows what's going on and they teach you. Because yeah. the in-game tutorials have always kind of been lacking. Yes. Especially yes. early on, there basically wasn't much of a tutorial. So they, 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 I heard they have gotten better, but still the the first thing I hear people say is, you don't know what's going on? Play with me for an hour. You'll, I'll, I'll have you figuring it out. <laughs> right. You shouldn't have to rely on other people to like your game. Yeah. But luckily there are people out there who basically grasped it and can help you get through it for sure. So, and it sounds like we got some people in the chat who are, uh, who could help you out. And Frendo being one of them, it sounds like, because he yeah, was playing no, I'm good. the latest one. <laughs> yeah. He, he did a crying emoji in the, uh, in the chat. Right. I brought up monster hunter. <laughs> Uh, let's see a genre that I thought I would like, but basically realized that it isn't my thing is I think, uh, the strategy type games, the grid like games, uh, for the most part, I don't like, uh, or I found that I, I mean, there's something about them that I like, but when I actually play them, I'm just like, Oh, this is so boring. (laughs) So it's like, there's parts of it that I like. The, the the organization of it i think and the task orientation of it uh in some of the cases but just playing it is a very slow and some rpgs are like that with for me and it to that extent too um and even some um well city builders can be that way and what's the other kind that the rts's rts's can be slow too but I guess it's just one of those things where I have to be in that mood, like three houses, obviously you don't play that game the all strategically the whole time, but I was able to get through that most of that game because it's not a hundred percent, just the grid based, you know, battles and stuff like that. Whereas um, something like the tactics type games it's like they're very intriguing to me but i cannot get through it and and i think that's why i've kind of stayed away from the mario and rabbits games because they're they're that same type of thing well see yeah i i've traditionally not liked the grid-based combat games either like fire emblem mega man battle network things like that but i did like mario and rabbits and looking forward to to the next one i remember you saying that I, I, I liked Steam World. Which one was it? Heist. Heist. Okay. Which is kind of a, a instead of it being on a grid like this, uh, where you still have an X and Y axis. 
Mm-hmm. It's on a grid like this, so you're like an X and a Z axis. So you're pl- you're playing in a cross section of a ship running around, but gotcha. still sa- same type of thing. You everyone takes turns moving and taking a shot, just gotcha. like Mario and Rabbits, just like XCOM. <laughs> yeah, XCOM. Yeah, it's one I've stayed away from too. Although I own XCOM, I own Mario Rabbits because of the family, you know, like the kids mainly wanting to try them and stuff like that. So, and we had the ability to pick them up. So, um, so we have them. I just, just, you know, they've, I've been kind of staying away because it's because of my past experiences on those, but great question, Mecca. Uh, we have another question from Gandalf 1937, which, uh, I love the name. I think 1937, wasn't that the year Lord of the Rings came out? Or some or Hobbit came out, one of the something like that. I think that's cool. I don't his know. Name. I think that's cool. His name is Ken. His or her name is Gandalf. Okay. Um, now I'm gonna have to look it up, but here, go ahead and read it. <laughs> All right. This one is might be something we might have to carry over so the other dads can answer this. Uh, the, Hobbit, how, the, the Hobbit was written in 1937. Okay. Question is, is how long do you plan on podcasting? How long will Nintendo dads exist through grand, grand, through grand Tendo dads or rotate hosts like NVC? I just want to prepare myself mentally, you know, laugh out loud. (laughs) Okay. Well, wow. That's a very deep question. And um, we'll we'll save that for next week. No, <laughs> <laughs> we'll save it for when Justin's back. Okay, but, you know, like my short answer is, <laughs> yeah, is as long as we still have interest in doing it, and there are is not interest in an audience who want to continue listening, this will go on for a while. And we've already did, have had some hosts rotate in and out. Yes. Started off with three of us. We were five at one point. Now we're down to four again. I'm one of them <laughs> that <laughs> rotated out in, I should say. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, Grand Tendo Dads is with how old our daughters are, they probably will come sooner than we want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh. No. Not yet. I, no. <laughs> I, 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 well, we're about the same age. I think our daughters yes. are about the same age. Yeah, very true. <laughs> yep, it is possible. It is very possible. I mean, yeah, but yeah. So <laughs> we may not have a like an offshoot of Nintendo Dads called Grandtendo Dads. So Gandalf, nineteen thirty-seven. I hope you don't mind us, you know, taking that name. So. Grandendo Dads will trademark it now. So um yeah, I agree, Jesse. It's like basically however long people want to hear us, or we don't get booed off the stage, essentially. <laughs> yeah, almost eight years, almost four hundred episodes. Yeah, because I mean yeah, that's I, it started just by basically you guys wanting to talk about Nintendo stuff and being parents. And sharing yeah, and, Nintendo love and with your kids. Zach and I are former podcasters from from BC Tribune, so we we already knew how to podcast. We just yeah. had to train Justin up, and <laughs> sometimes right. it feels like that's still happening. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I wish he was here to hear that one. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I'll have to clip it and share it with him. Like, check no, it out. No, you no, no. We'll, we'll find out if he listens to the show. There. <laughs> All right, there we go. Let's see if Justin hears he got burned. All right. <laughs> so anyways, uh, rotate like NBC. Like you said, yeah, we've kind of already done that. I've come in. Uh, I came in when Gary was here. Then Gary eventually had to go uh, on his own accord. Um, Zach left already. No, no evil on. wizards. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but. And any and those guys can, are always welcome back too. So it's not like they could never come back. So it's just up to them. Or I mean, Zach's been back once or twice. Gary is. It's harder for him to be on because he's across the pond, and he would have to get up at like four o'clock in the morning to come join us, right? Or three o'clock in the morning if we do ten o'clock, right? So yeah, it would be three. So yeah, Mecca says we can call it Nintendo Dad's the next generation. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, just I think it's a great question. And we can ask Marty and Justin, or if they hear this, they can respond too. And we can read it next time if they're not able to join next week because they're on vacation. Woo, summer vacation. <laughs> great questions, everybody. Thank you very much. And I was going to say, what's a vacation? But normally I try to avoid <laughs> vacation as much as possible. Right. <laughs> Jesse, did we get a voicemail? You don't have no. one, do you? Okay. No. Is that we, right. well? Yes, we got a voicemail, but no, it wasn't show related. It uh, was wasn't just, it? Wasn't even fun. It wasn't even. No, fun it, it, I think it, it, it was. It was one spam. of those spam calls. But I think she was. In, I think it was Chinese. Okay. So it wasn't even. Was she English. trying to hit on you, Jesse? I I don't know. I couldn't understand what she was saying, <laughs> and it's and and that's not the first time we've had that type of call come in. So okay. we're getting some weird spam calls, but let's find some legitimate calls in the future. Yes. Yep. Our secretary, uh, our receptionist is feeling kind of lonely, not getting any calls and real calls. So um, we'll have to, again, we're, we'd love to hear your voices. So you definitely should leave a voice message. Speaking of which that's our episode. It's only 12 o'clock. How did we do that? It's amazing. <laughs> it's like we started a little late, so uh, that counts as under two hours, right? So it. All right, let's put it to a close. Thanks to our six thousand three hundred thirty-six subscribers on YouTube. Thank you very much for subscribing and listening to us. Um, and please let others know so we can keep growing those numbers and sharing what we do here. Also over on Twitch, we have over 1,376 followers, which we would love if you'd switch over to be subscribers. Right now we got 16 Twitch subscribers. We'd love to grow that out some more. And uh, we know we probably should do better in scheduling some things, but we're dads. We got lives. We're busy. We do this as a hobby, so it's kind of hard to schedule things. So... Um, We'll try. We'll try. But anyways, don't forget to get 20% off your Manscaped order with free shipping with the code NINDADS. Don't forget about, you know, sharing that uh, Master Sword and Rupees with your Zelda, you know, keeping it nice. Check out our merch store via nintendodads.org slash merch. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, you can go to gooder.com and also get use the NINDADS code there as well. 
Uh, going back to our merch store, go back to, uh, well, for anything Nintendo Dads related, you can go to nintendodad.org and go and see all of our YouTube videos, our tweets, our podcasts, our social media stuff, links to some shop stuff, our merch, all that kind of stuff. Again, nintendodads.org, go there for all that stuff. We also are sharing our family of podcasts there as well. So if you want a quick way to find out where they are, what episodes they're on, go there, nintendodads.org, to see that. Uh, you can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com for anything you'd like us to talk about, any feedback or anything like that, or call and leave a voicemail at 929-25-NDADS or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music throughout the show. And don't forget to download your favorite don't forget to download our podcast with your favorite podcast app of choice and re- leave a review for us there, like at Apple's uh, podcasting there. So give us five stars. Again, five stars for us. Anything less can go to the Mega Dads, like we've always said. So they, they're happy to take those. <laughs> for me, for Jesse, and for the vacationing Justin and Marty. This is the Nintendo Dads, episode 386. Check you later, peeps. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. Maple syrup mooses.